What is going on guys? Your boy Elroy here and welcome back to the Your Boy Elroy MMA podcast. I am your host Josh Prep Egina. It is Friday morning, 12:39 a.m. My computer just turned on. I've been sitting in this seat since before midnight. It's been a rough just a rough day. To say the least, <laughs> honestly, um, but it's been a great week and I'd love to share that with you. But before we get there, I'd like to thank you for tuning in. If it's your first time, if you've been here before, I appreciate all of you and I am forever grateful that you chose to take some time and hear me out, whether I'm talking about family fragrance or fighting i always have something to talk about here every friday so if you enjoy it i'm excited for you to be back i'm excited for you to be here let's get into my fragrance of the day (laughs) yeah so this one's i don't think i've spoke about this one on the podcast yet but this one comes from the house of Latafa. This was actually in my second fragrance. Well, my first fragrance by Hall. My second blind by madness that, you know, as much as I tell myself I'm not going to do it anymore. I've, I've done it twice since as far as like ordering a bunch. But this was like one of my most anxious orders where I think it was like nine fragrances in one order Um, this is Latafa Fakar Black Uh, the main accords this is classified as aromatic woody amber fresh and spicy Uh, top notes of apple bergamot and ginger middle notes of lavender sage juniper berries and geranium and base notes of tonka bean amber wood cedar and vetiver this fragrance gets compared to uh yves saint laurent's y eau de parfum um similar not the same this thing is like super ambroxan heavy i don't know why it does that's not listed it 100 has it um very sharp and metallic through the top mid and dry down um i like it i don't love it hence why it's out the door (laughs) um yeah it's not that i didn't it's not that i don't want to wear it but remember we're talking about redundancy and um it's just something that there's better versions of that scent profile whether it be actual Yves Saint Laurent, you know, Le Parfum or the Eau de Parfum or even the Eau de Toilette. Um, Fakar Black, you know, great value proposition. You know, I think I saw on fragrancebuy.ca that it's like 17 bucks. So if you need something to kind of, you know, hit your five items, you could definitely throw it out. It's a pleasant scent. Um, it's for the more younger guy, you know what I mean? You can wear it to the office, but I just think it's way too sharp. 
like the way that people talk about Sauvage, that's how I feel like this smells like. Like, oh, it's just too much and this and that. I feel like this is too much, <laughs> honestly. And I feel like Sauvage is fine. Um, I, I hate the hate that Sauvage gets because I think it's unwarranted. But uh, this thing is, it's good if you're young, if you're looking to pull a, a little bit of attention. Um, you know, it smells good. It's pleasant, but not for me. I sold it and I just printed out the label. It'll be out the door tomorrow. <laughs> uh, we got a few fragrances today and I have er, a few fragrances in this week and I have them here next to me. So let's talk about them. So the first one came off of a swap. I tried to give my brother a bottle of Banana Republic Grassland, which is in that green irish tweed space um very similar you know green irish tweed cool water all in that same boat grassland was trying to be that smelled good um i didn't like how it smelled off my skin it didn't work very well uh so i tried to move it to my brother to see if he liked it he liked how it smelled in the air but he just you know his wife wasn't a fan so I was like, you know what, here, I'll take it back and I'll swap it out, put it up on Facebook. And I ended up getting off of this swap, Abercrombie & Fitch Fierce Intense. Um, this thing smells like the mall. <laughs> this smells like, you know, early, you know, 2000s. You're walking into Abercrombie & Fitch. This is what you smell. You're going to leave sneezing. <laughs> Main Accords Musky Aquatic Aromatic with notes of musk, sea notes, watermelon, sage, wheat, white, ginger, lily, and cashmere. Oh, white, ginger, lily, and cashmere. Sorry. Um, it is discontinued. You know what? It's pleasant. It's just uh, not for me. Yeah, you hear that? Cap clicks into place. It's just not for me. Um, I'm going to put it up on Facebook, see what I can get for it. It's a 50 mil. It is uh, relatively full. Unfortunately, these are all jacked up, like the the bottle. But the, you know, obviously, the juice inside is fine, but... The bottle, if you look up on eBay, most of them are pretty messed up. So it just seems like that was an issue. Uh, this next pickup was a Rack Star Rack Store pickup. I walked into Burlington with my wife. We wanted to get some stuff for the baby as far as like Christmas. We decorated her bathroom and her room with um, new shower curtain and rug and new sheets and a comforter for her Christmas themed because my daughter is wild about Christmas. So what I ended up picking up while I was at Burlington, I had never seen this. Um, there's two that pop up at Burlington. I grabbed one a few months ago and that was from the house of Ben Sherman signature, which is similar to Tom Ford's ombre leather. It's 15 bucks. It smells great, um, extremely similar to Tom Ford's ombre leather. 
Um, it smells great, and it performs great as well. <laughs> but this one I picked up, this is Ben Sherman Icon. So this was hard. I had to look real hard to find anything on Ben Sherman Icon. So this is what I found. Off of base notes, this was somebody who just like commented. It's an EDP concentration. We know that supposedly the main notes are pink pepper, cardamom, clove, leather, tobacco, sandalwood, and amber. When I first sprayed it on, uh, I got cloves, nutmeg, and then it dried down to like it's the nutmeg stayed there. Excuse me, a tobacco and a creamy sandalwood. So I thought it was super nice. This person clearly didn't like it. Um, it was 15 bucks. I like it. I think it's going to do really good in the winter. This smells like. <coughs> whew, excuse me. This smells like Christmas to me. Like, I feel like when I smell this, I think of the holidays. And I think I'm probably going to wear this on Thanksgiving or Christmas. <laughs> Maybe Thanksgiving morning. We have a church service in the morning. Probably Thanksgiving morning I'm going to wear this. And, um, yeah, I think it smells good. My wife liked it. 15 bucks. Ben Sherman Icon is a win. So that was my pickups for this week. As you guys are listening to this on Friday, actually, I'm, I'm recording this on Friday in the middle of the night. Um, I have something coming in today and a few things coming in next week off of swaps and one purchase because I got my wife something. So to get the free shipping, I tossed myself in something cheap and uh, we will talk about that next week. I've been using the Fragrantica, like, this is what I have section. I actually really enjoy that a lot. Um, I like how it shows all your little bottles, and uh, I'm going to keep updating that. Unfortunately, Ben Sherman, as a brand, there's only one fragrance on there, which is called, like, Original Ben Sherman um, for men, and... Icon or Signature isn't on there, which is weird. Um, and they've been out, I believe, for a while now. So hopefully they get on there soon. Um, up for swap at the moment. Abercrombie and Fitch Fierce Intense. I think I'm going to swap out Armoff, Siage, Club de Nuit Siage, and Ministry of Oud's Satin Oud. Yeah. I tried. I really want to love that fragrance. I just think that I have better rose dominant fragrances in my collection at the moment. I have no need for this one. And it's sort of a hot commodity at the moment. So we'll get that situated. Okay? <laughs> we'll get that out the door and we'll talk about it next week. Um, so... That's it. 
for the fragrance portion, let's get into some fights because this is the namesake of the podcast. It's the MMA podcast. That's why most of you guys are here. But as I've stated before, this is my podcast. I want to talk about whatever the heck I want to. Fragrances just happen to be a big part of my life right now. So I love covering it. And uh, let's talk about some fights because we had some fights last week. Big fights this week, which we'll get into. But let's talk about live from the UFC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. Last week we had UFC Fight Night, Rodriguez versus Lemos. I think last week we spoke about how like some weekends you're just busy. Like um, the week before this card I spoke about how I was like running around and I was watching the card on my phone. And uh, this past weekend was no different. Um, it was actually more busy because we were in Philly for my dad's 25th um, pastoral anniversary. And, you know, I just spending time with family and friends. And the Phillies were in the World Series. It was their, uh, you know, last chance at a World Series title. And um, this was hard to watch. I had to watch it on replay. Um, but I, I think I spoke earlier in the year about how great it is because I could fast forward everything, you know, as far as like introductions and stuff and just get down to the fights. And that's what we did. We got down to the fights. So luckily, <laughs> first fight of the night, Tamiras Vidal versus Ramona Pasquala. It was like only three minutes that I had to watch because Vidal finishes Ramona Pascala with a flying knee to the body. Devastating in her UFC debut. Gets the victory in the first round. Ramona Pascuala might be the worst fighter under a UFC contract. <laughs> Jake Hadley versus Carlos Candelario goes two rounds when Jake Hadley submits Candelario via triangle choke in the second round. Johnny Munoz defeated Ludovic Shalinian by unanimous decision. Shalinian just like not playing out in the UFC, is he? Like it is a. Uh, it's rough. He's over. I mean, the names that he's fought, you know, Johnny Munoz Jr. Good. Jack Shore, great. Ricky Tercio, really, really good. So, it's unfortunate, man. But at least he's getting a shot. <laughs> Pollyanna Viana in the news. As she, you know, talked about her relationship with Kobe Covington. <laughs> she defeats Jinyu Fry in 47 seconds by KO. Devastating. KO. It's unfortunate. Jinyu Fry, you know, champion at Adam Weight has to come to the well to come to the UFC has to move up to um Damn, what is it? It's not flyweight. Strawweight. She has to move up to strawweight and it's just hasn't been a good run in the UFC. You know, she's a little older. She's still just jacked gas to the gills like just solid but um 
Yeah, Viana just devastating knockout. Good lord. <laughs> Mario Batista submits Benito Lopez in the first round by armbar. Miranda Maverick comes back to defeat Shauna Young by unanimous decision. Grant Dawson defeated Mark O'Madson by submission in the third round. That was a vicious rear naked choke. He gets it done. That was beautiful. I'm looking for a big fight for Grant Dawson next, man. He called out Tony Ferguson. Decent call out, but he definitely deserves a spot at a ranked fighter after that performance versus Mark Madsen. Yes, he missed weight. This was like seven days short notice. He's a big guy. I'm not surprised that he missed weight, but he still missed weight. So that's not a good thing. But the performance was great. Tagir Ulam-Bletkov gets it done in the first round when he submits Nate Manus by standing guillotine choke. That was devastating. <laughs> This name is just unpronounceable, so I'm going to try my hardest. Shaylan Nerdanbiek <laughs> defeated Derek Minner by TKO in the first round due to elbows. Derek Minner, another one, man, passes prime. <laughs> in the co-main event, Neil Magny gets it done when he submits Daniel Rodriguez. By Darsh Choke in the third round. Let's go. Let's see. That is the first time in his career that D-Rod Daniel Rodriguez has been finished. Submitted by Neil Magny. That was crazy. Both these guys, 35 years old. You know, in their like fighting prime at the moment both in the rankings and both you know still working hard but Neil Magny needed that win he really did and he gets it done Darsh choke and in the main event Amanda Lamosh she defeats Marina Rodriguez by TKO in the third round this fight was strange because Marina Rodriguez, she's known for her striking, um, but she finally faced someone who could strike with her in, in, in Amanda Lemos. And it was really interesting to see how Marina kind of, how do I put it? She folded once she got, once she caught, you know, a big shot. And Amanda Lemos was winging big shots and it was only a matter of time before she landed and when she did Marina folded and Amanda Lemos was able to finish the fight it was it was a really fun three rounds for what it was um, not as action-packed as most Amanda Lemos fights I think she knew that you know Marina Rodriguez was not to be messed with so she was a little safer but it was a fun fight nonetheless. So let's head 
to the rankings and see where they all match up. So Marina Rodriguez falls two spots to number five. Amanda Lemos climbs up above Jessica Andrade now to number three. She moved up four spots. So she's right behind Zhang Weili and Rose Namajunas, as well as the champion Carla Esparza, who we'll talk about her and Zhang Weili in a little bit. But um, that's good for her. She's she's right right there. Like she's so close. She I think she needs one more win. Personally, I think she needs one more win, and then she can fight for a title. That's just me. That's just what I think. <laughs> uh, D-Rod falls to number 15. I don't know how that works. Um, but <laughs> Michelle Pajeda moves up one, and uh, Stephen Thompson moves up one. So, wow. If you think about it. Steven Thompson, number six, right? Tied for number six with Jeff Neal. He's going to take on Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland beats Steven Thompson. He's right back in the game. Very interesting. Very interesting. We will talk about that in December. <laughs> but, yeah, man. Card was fun. Lots of finishes. Let's see. One, two, three, four. Five submissions and one, two, three, four TKO KOs. So, you know, that's nine finishes on an 11 fight card. Not bad. Not bad at all. That was UFC fight night. That was UFC fight night. Rodriguez versus Lemos. But now we head to one of the best cards of the year. My daughter is snapping. Sorry, but live from Madison Square Garden in New York City, New York. UFC 281 Adesanya versus Pereira. This is a long time coming. As far as the card as a whole, UFC's return to Madison Square Garden. They always hit it around this time in the year. And they're coming strong. And when I say strong, I mean strong. Dominic Reyes is on the prelims, for God's sakes. This card is stacked 14 fights. Let's pray that none of these fall off because they're all really fun. <laughs> but let's get into it. We will start at the bottom. First fight of the night. We call it the curtain jerker. Getting it started for city kickboxing. Carlos Olberg, that handsome devil. He is taking on Nikolai Negu Marianu. Carlos Olberg has never been in a, a boring fight in the UFC. He's, you know, go hard or go home. Finished once in one of the craziest fights in UFC in recent memory against Kennedy and Jechikou. He 
he finishes Tefan and Chukwi, and he and he finishes Bruno Oliveira, as well as going to a unanimous decision with Fabio Chiron. So I expect this to be fireworks because Nigu Marianu is also an extremely fun fighter. He's on a streak at the moment. So this should be a banger for fight number one. Julio Arce takes on Montel Jackson. Mike Trezano versus Sang Woo Choi. That should be a really fun fight at 145. Karolina Kovacavich is back to take on Silvana Gomez-Juarez. Matt Frivola is back. He's re-signed to the UFC as he takes on the mystery Atman Azatar. Philly's own, Philly's bred, and when he dies, he's Philly's dead. Andre Petrowski takes on Wellington Terman. Petrowski, one of my favorite prospects at 185 uh he's been calling out bo nickel it's very smart of him but he better be careful because he's knocking on the door of the rankings so chill out there's plenty of time for that fight aaron blanchfield returns against the streaking meatball molly mccann that's crazy to say that she's on a card without Patty. Really strange, but I'm really excited to see her. The aforementioned Dominic Reyes is back to take on Ryan Spann. That should be a really fun fight at 205. And the main event for the prelims, continuing for City Kickboxing. Brad Riddell versus Renato Moicano. Listen, Brad Riddell is one of the most fun fighters in the lightweight division. Unfortunately, he's on a losing streak at the moment. But you could always expect for him to throw bombs and really try to get his opponent out there, out of there. So I'm really excited to see this fight. I think they're going to live up to the hype here, and uh, we should see a good one. Continuing after Brad Riddell for City Kickboxing, opening the main card, Dan Hooker looks to bounce back after just a string of bad luck. Um, he's on a two-fight losing streak at the moment. He's won one out of his last five. Um, listen, the names are extraordinary that he's lost to. Dustin Poirier. And a unanimous decision fight of the freaking decade contender. Michael Chandler. You know, Michael Chandler's debut. It's it's hard to choose against Michael Chandler in that scenario. Islam Mahachev. Short notice. Just, hey, let me, let me see what happens. Who cares? I'm about to get paid. And Arnold Allen, he moved down. He he took a shot at it, and he got finished in the first round. But he is <laughs> taking on just one of the great prospects at 155. 26 years old, out of Peru, Claudio Poyes. He's on a five-fight win streak at the moment. He's won five out of his six fights in the UFC. He 
defeated the likes of Felipe Silva, Marcus Marianu, Jordan Levitt, Chris Gritzmacher, and his last win was in April against Clay Guida, the only person in the UFC to finish three fights by knee bar. <sighs> you know, I love Dan Hooker. He's extremely fun to watch. I want him to get back, you know, get back on his horse, but this is a tall task in Claudio Poyas. He's young. He's good freaking everywhere. Um, I'm excited to see this fight, though. I really want Dan Hooker to pull it out, but, man, Claudio Poyas is a beast. In his final fight of his illustrious career, Frankie Edgar is back in New York to take on Chris Gutierrez, man. This is a great opponent for Frankie to go out on. I hope he stomps Gutierrez and uh, gets it done in his final fight. Frankie Edgar was so much fun to watch. He kind of had that, like, you know, I'll fight anybody. He's fought across three weight classes. Unfortunately, you know, he's on a two-fight losing streak. He's won two out of his last seven. Um, but the name's, again, just a murderer's row. You know, he took it out of Marlon Vera and Corey Sanhagen. He defeated Pedro Munoz, quote-unquote. He lost to the Korean Zombie. He lost to Max Holloway. He defeated... Cub Swanson, and he lost to Brian Ortega. He has wins over Yair Rodriguez, Jeremy Stevens, Chad Mendez, Uriah Faber, Cub Swanson, BJ Penn, Charles Oliveira, and Gray Maynard. He's beat BJ Penn three times. <laughs> Just what a career this guy has had, you know, fighting in the UFC as early as 2007 he fought three times in 2007 and before that he fought Jim Miller right before he entered the UFC and beat Jim Miller in 2006 this man has had a hell of a career um, I'm excited to see what he does after this you know he's he's a Jersey native um, is he gonna coach not sure what he has planned next, but I'm excited to see, and I hope he gets this win on Saturday. The people's main event. Maybe my second most anticipated fight, you know, neck and neck for number one. The Diamond, Dustin Poirier, returns to take on one of my favorite fighters in MMA at the moment. And uh, my favorite lightweight contender, Iron Michael Chandler. There's no way in freaking hell this fight is boring. I cannot wait to see this. Last time we saw Michael Chandler, he kicked freaking Tony Ferguson's head off. Um, last time we saw Dustin Poirier, he was getting tapped out late last year to Charles Oliveira. Um, 
freaking Dustin Poirier, man. We haven't seen him all year, but I feel like he's coming back at the perfect time to take on the perfect opponent in Michael Chandler. Obviously, I will never root against Michael Chandler. I cannot wait to see this fight. I just want it to be just this barn burner. I think this has potential to be better than Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. I'm saying it right now. So we will see. In the co-main event for the undisputed UFC strawweight championship, Carla Esparza defends her title against Zhang Wei Li. Now, Zhang Wei Li, huge favorite in this fight. Um, you know, as good as Carla is, as hard as she worked to get back into title contention and eventually win that title, Zhang Wei Li is just good everywhere. She can wrestle. Her striking is top notch. Her her um her fight IQ is extremely sharp. Like I agree with the odds, and I just don't see how Carla Esparza can pull this out. Now Carla Esparza's wrestling is not to be messed with. She's one of the best wrestlers, man or woman, in the UFC. But we're talking about a machine here in Zhang Weili. So, we will see. We will see. But this is an exciting fight as far as the prospect of a new champion for the strawweight division. Very exciting. And in the main event, for the undisputed UFC middleweight championship, my favorite fighter in the promotion, um... Just a a legend in the making. Say what you want about him. There's no fans in the... You know, my first love in life and in podcasting is pro wrestling. When I started podcasting about pro wrestling, I thought that pro wrestling fans were the most fickle fans in the world no mma fans are the most fickle fans in the world no one is more sometimesy than israel adesanya fans i wanted to go on record that i have never picked against israel adesanya i've always rooted for him even if you call the fight boring he's still getting it done he's on the verge of greatness have you go back and watch gsp's title fights go back and watch anderson silva's title fights and tell me how many are exciting versus how many are boring i'll wait you know what all three of those have in common? They were winning damn fights. So get it together, fans. Jesus Christ. Israel Adesanya takes on Alex Pajeda. Someone who 100%, if he didn't you know, finish Adesanya in kickboxing 20 years ago, would never be in the spot at this moment. But I'm going to say it. He deserves it. I think this is the right fight for the right time. And, you know, I'm not picking against Adesanya. But this is freaking scary. But no one evades shots better than Adesanya. We've seen Alex Pajeda go rounds with unranked guys. So I think 
if Adesanya can pick him apart from distance and eventually get in there and maybe, you know, put some leather on his face, we're going to have a freaking title fight here, man. We're going to have a freaking title fight here. And I think in the end, as Adesanya always says, y'all must have forgot and still. And freaking still. I cannot wait for this card. I'm so excited. This has been this week's episode of Your Boy Elroy. I am Josh Prepigini. You can find me on all forms of social media. Elroy Preps in one word. You can find the show on Instagram at YBE MMA Podcast as well as Teespring. Teespring.com slash stores slash YBE MMA podcast check out scent split the link is in the show description as well as all our bios um you can test fragrances you can buy small you know anywhere from two mils or you can buy anywhere from one mil to 30 mils of a fragrance to test it out um super cheap check that link i get a little kickback and uh yeah if it's your birthday happy birthday love your mothers i love you mom Enjoy the fights this weekend, and we'll see you next week.